Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings us new drama. And we are bringing you some hot new analysis. Hey guys, I'm Armardia. My name is Brennan. It's good to have everybody back for week five of Tasha. Love, love, love Tasha. Every week she's bringing in truth. Every week I'm like, don't question her integrity. Don't question her thought process. Tasha is here with her own mind, her own heart, and she's like, listen, I'll send you. I'll send you out. And she does. <laughs> she said. That. Did you realize that this week we lost five people? Okay, I didn't realize how many people it was until at that rose ceremony somebody said I didn't expect it to be this this big of a cut and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because we <laughs> lost Easy, we lost Bennett. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll we'll get to the losses this week, but you people if you haven't listened to the episode, I don't know what you I don't if you haven't watched, I don't know why you're listening to us. But we <laughs> lost Easy, we lost Bennett, we lost Demar, we lost Spencer, and we lost Ed. Oh, Ed, R.I.P. Ed, his time here is done. R.I.P. Um, there. So Demar, his screen time. I I knew him and Spencer. That I knew that they had their chances were dwindling because of the fact that their screen time had significantly dwindled. Like Spencer came in hot with his brash, you know, cute boy attitude. Like the guys were like, Ugh, "Who's this?" But after that, it was just like, Ooh. But to be fair, for DeMar's screen time to be cut and dwindling, he had to get screen time to begin with. That and is he, true. he never, true. he just never got it. Yeah, that's right. He never really like came off of the, um, I guess the diving board or like he, out of the shallow end. <laughs> he was, he was the last of the fat that needed to be trimmed in this season. Mm, yeah. I well said, well said. <laughs> So it was unfortunate to see him go. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he does seem nice. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him later, like on the beach or something. No, I, would. He was, nice no, I, was, I would be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, he would not be opposed. Yes. We start out the episode back on the two-on-one where we uh, ended with the to-be-continued next last week. And yes. Bennett and Tasha talk, and he doesn't think that he's been condescending or questioning her integrity whatsoever. Uh, but it's fascinating to me because when I was watching him, I was like, Bennett, that is kind of the definition of condescending, though. The way that you're talking, the yeah. way that you're talking to Noah. I don't like Noah. We've already talked about this, but I know condescension when I see it. And that, my friend, was condescension. And I think the thing for me was the fact that he was telling Noah that the only thing that he had going for him in emotional intelligence was his self-awareness. And I think yeah. that his self-awareness is greatly lacking. Yeah. And Noah said that too. Um, Noah said when they talked again, that he was like, it's funny that you say something about my emotional intelligence or my self-awareness, but here's what I've said about you all along. Um, I think they both have a little trouble in it, honestly. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I think they're both struggling with a little emotional or um, self-awareness. No, for because sure. Bennett doesn't realize he's condescending. Noah doesn't realize that he is. Uh, I think that um, I think that both of them are struggling with a bit of self-awareness. Yes. So. Uh, so we... We get Tasha talking to them both. 
this is when Tasha and ben, Bennett talk about how he doesn't feel like he's being condescending or questioning her. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks Noah is immature and not ready to be married. Yeah. Uh, then she talks to Noah and he thinks that he's condescending and rude and doesn't feel like it's fair the way he talks down to people and doesn't want her to be talked down to in the same manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, see, I see, I see where Noah is saying that, what he means. Um, and he caught a, like maybe a point with me when he said that. Um, but at the same time, I still just think that Noah is just not, I don't think that he's ready. I think that Bennett is correct in his assumption. It's just his execution is poor. But I think he's correct. Like, remember when you said that, um, oh, gosh, who was the guy? Yosef. Yosef. Yosef was correct, but he was the wrong vessel to deliver that message. I think that Bennett is correct. He's just delivering it wrong. I think that there is, while I don't know if he's 100% ready, I think that Bennett's making a lot of assumptions Based on his age, I guess. But and there, I and because think... I got married at twenty-four, yeah. And it's not, and I'm not necessarily making sure, like making it about age. Hey, you could be, everyone's ready to marry at twenty-four. Obviously, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. But I think that he, he does seem to really care about Tasha. And because he, when he talked about her. He doesn't want her to be talked down to like that. He got emotional. He's like, I don't want you. Yeah, he did. I don't want you to be talked to like that. So and I, I, that's why I'm like, I, I see what he means. I believe him. But I think that maybe Bennett is what Bennett's saying about Noah and his, uh, like him equating it to him being 25. He's 25, right? Yes. Him equating it to him being a 25-year-old, I think it's probably because he is, he thinks he's fitting the bill of what he assumes a 25-year-old is like. Yes. But not all 25-year-olds, like you said, not all 25-year-olds are like that. So, but it should be no surprise that Noah is like that. No. Uh, (laughs) Tasha, she comes back to the room after she talks to both of them. And uh, he, she tells Bennett, you make me feel special and mm-hmm. you make me feel heard. But she's concerned about his condescending attitude and the way he talks to people. Mm-hmm. She says, Noah, you surprise me. You make me very happy and I love being playful with you. But I'm not 100% sure that you're ready for marriage. And then yeah. she turns back to Bennett and says, but I can't give you this rose. And she decides in that moment to let Bennett go. I found it super interesting that she decided to let Bennett go and keep Noah, even though she has stronger feelings for Bennett. I think her concerns about Bennett were stronger than her concerns about Noah. I think that Mm. she had witnessed in that, those conversations alone and maybe even in other conversations with other people, his condescension. And while she wasn't sure if Noah was ready for marriage, she was sure that Bennett's an a-hole. <laughs> but, okay, I don't know if she's sure that Bennett's an a-hole. 
I don't. I'm, I'm sure, sure that sure Bennett's, Bennett's an a hole. <laughs> but I see what you're saying, though. Her her concerns outweighed her concerns with the other. So. Yes. That makes sense. But he he tries twice on the way to the car to convince her that he wasn't questioning her integrity and wasn't questioning her decisions. Mm-hmm. And she just says both times, I'm sorry. Like, I've made my decision. And mm-hmm. he gets in the car and he leaves. Yeah. Isn't it interesting the way that the tide has turned? Like, Bennett was so beloved at first and now he's a semi-villain? Yeah. Well, they, they tried really early on to make him a, be- a villain with his Harvard and his co- his Harvard education and his money. And then mm-hmm. it didn't work at first. And then he just kind of naturally chose that path on his own. I just don't know. I don't know. I still like Bennett, though. I like Bougie Bennett. I'm sad to see him go, even though he tried to gaslight us. He tried to trick us into thinking that he wasn't condescending and he wasn't being he wasn't aware of the the um, animosity in the house r.i.p to bennett's time love him if he comes back on the island if he comes back that 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 if he comes back <laughs> uh Tasia comes back in the room and noah's smiling and she says don't Ugh. smile I'd like to. I was glad that she put him in his place, though, because that that right there, I feel like, is the emotional intelligence thing that is questionable. Like, no, don't get cocky about it. He's not. Yes, he was partially being cocky, but it's also like this person that's been bullying him because it is what yeah. he's doing is he's bullying. Okay, he's bullying him a little, but come on, if Noah's if, Noah. If the person that was bullying you, you just watched him leave. And now your ability to have a relationship with someone is benefited mm-hmm. solely by their absence. Would you not be happy? I would be happy, but I wouldn't be like, I I don't think I would stand there like triumphantly like, oh, okay. I don't know. There's just, there's something about Noah that I just don't like. There, I said it. Clearly, it's yes. out there. No, shocker. You couldn't <laughs> hear that from every word like you said Noah. about him for, for a month. Oh, gosh. I just don't like him. I can't hold it in anymore. But she decides not to give him the rose either and says he, she's still not sure, but she'll talk to him at the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guys come in and they seem to be fairly happy that Noah's there, but also equal more than more than they are happy. They're surprised he doesn't have a rose. Right. They're As, surprised he doesn't have a rose. They're also still ticked at him for being a part of the drama. I mean, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. All of it is. But the uh, we then Tasha comes in for the uh, the cocktail party itself, and they just I mean they have a good time. Things seem things for the moment are relaxed. Uh, yeah. Her and Riley share their one week anniversary as a couple. Okay, were you confused by this? Do you remember that he signed the relationship contract last week with a kiss? Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Because when he said it's our one week anniversary. I was like, hang on. What is the timeline of all of this? Has Tasha only been there for one week? Right. Has all of this happened in a week? I was so confused. Okay. That's right. The contract. Yes. 
And they sealed it with a kiss, and now they were boyfriend and girlfriend. So it's been a week since then. Okay, because then Zach said later on in the episode that he had been, the experiences that he had with Tasha for over the past couple of weeks, and I was like, hang on, has it been a week? Has it been a few weeks? And what what timeline are we in? (laughs) Right. Thank you for setting the record straight. You are quite welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Zach gives her a framed photo from their photo shoot date. Which was super cute. Super cute. For sure. And then she talks to Ivan and Brendan and Ben. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> they talk, but like, if nothing's said, I'm just going to move on. It, yeah, it's nothing really special. They just chatted. They yeah, just chatted. It's not, they're the guys that we know were in the top. The mm-hmm. top four, you know, so it's like nothing really new is happening yeah. there. But something did new happen in one of the top four, which we will talk about. Yes. Um, Noah, Ed, and Spencer are nervous because <laughs> she doesn't like them that much. <laughs> and they're worried they're not going to get a rose. Oh, and gosh. we start to go. We, but JoJo comes in looking stunning as ever. How are you feeling about the way JoJo's handling this? I think JoJo's trying to be Chris, is trying to do things the way Chris does it. But if she were to continue to do this, if they were to somehow split it to where she does the Bachelorette, I think she would need to find her own lane. But she doesn't have yeah. a, she doesn't have enough time in this season to figure out how she would host. So she's just right, being Chris. Whenever she walks in, I'm like, oh, okay, JoJo, and then she says two words, and then she's gone, and I'm like, oh, okay. We get a little bit more of JoJo the next tomorrow morning. Yeah, a little bit, but still, it's like, and maybe it is the room thing. Like she doesn't have room to make it her own. But like, yeah, I think I don't know. I was I think I was expecting a bit more of JoJo's personality. Well, I think this. in the past JoJo has been JoJo. The people mm-hmm. are there for JoJo. You know, on JoJo's renovation show, they're there for her, mm-hmm. and on her season, yeah. they were there for her. But she's like a a weird replacement side character mm-hmm. in this season. So she's trying to find where she where she fits. There's obviously a reason that they chose her to be the fill-in, though. So there should be some room for her to use her personality to say a little bit more about the roses or I, a little bit more about the dates. I think there is. She just doesn't know how to do it. Okay. And I would not like be because that, sim- that's what I was like. I'm not sure what the connection or the disconnect is, well, I but think it just feels weird to me. My thought is that they. It looks like to me, it feels like they're going to start pulling Chris back. And I mm-hmm. think that they want JoJo to be the host of the Bachelorette, hmm. and I think they want Chris to be the Bachelor, and then maybe work together in Paradise. But I because... think Chris, as he, I mean, he's what is he in his fifties? Yeah. He probably doesn't want to spend as much time. He's 49. So he's not 50 yet. He's 49. He probably just wants to spend less time. Like, he's he's done everything he needs to do. He doesn't need to spend three seasons worth of filming. And also, his role has been significantly dialed back within the past couple of seasons. Because there's sometimes where I feel like I don't see Chris Harrison at all. Yeah. And then you see him, he'll come in and say... Oh, gentlemen, you know, it's time for the rose ceremony. Like, oh, whoa, Chris Harrison's here. Okay. So I would love to see JoJo in that capacity. I mean, even if it is like a split thing, because Chris Harrison is so integral to the franchise, it would be weird to just be like, bye, Chris Harrison. 
thanks for all that you did. We're trying to bring something new in. You no, know, I, th- I think, I think that it would he still will... be great to see him. I don't think he will ever until he's I don't think until he's dead he will ever fully leave. I think oh, yeah. even when he stops hosting, he's going to make appearances. Yeah. Because yeah, he he is that. he's the only consistent he is the face of the franchise. Mhm. In terms of consistency. Yeah. Yeah, I would really like to see JoJo's personality though. I would like to see her Yeah, I think be... she's just nervous and not really sure how she has. fits in. Yeah, maybe it's that. So, but uh, she shows up and she says that they're gonna go ahead and start the rose ceremony. And then, as a reminder, we already have roses for Zach and Ben. Ben from the one-on-one. I mean, Ben from the group date and Zach from the one-on-one. So they already That's have. Right. They already have Woo-hoo. roses. And then the other group, the other one-on-one was easy, but easy did not get that rose. She went ahead and sent him home. So we mm-hmm. have. Roses for, okay, here roses for Brendan, Riley, Blake, Ivan, and Noah. Sending Damar, Ed, and Spencer home. Ed, bye, Ed. And also, Spencer, I was starting to forget about you anyway. Damar, whatever. Damar, we never knew you, really. Right. Sad to see you go. Sure, you're a nice guy. But Spencer was expected for yeah. sure. I think all three. Had, I th- unless Noah was being sent home, those were the three that were going home. I expected Noah to get that last rose just for the drama. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure either way. I think it could have gone to him, or mm-hmm. I guess no. That was really the only option because the other three weren't going to. Yeah, it was either going to be him or Spencer. I think if it really came down to it, it made no sense to to keep any of the three that went home during the ceremony. Man. It, 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 I don't, I really don't think it would have made any sense to keep them because now we're getting to the big leagues. Yeah. Now man, the parents are coming. Spencer though, the most inconsequential first impression rose ever. There will be, there will be stories in the future written about Tasha's random first impression rose. That's what I'm saying. I forgot that he was the first impression. I forgot he was her first impression. Right. Like, so that, I feel like Tasha broke the, the cycle with that. It's definitely not her. He didn't even make it, he didn't even make it to her hometown. And they married that person or something. He didn't even make it to hometowns. Yeah. Like he, his limelight significantly decreased after that rose was given. Yes. And we never no really saw one him. Cared. We never really saw him again. No, he had he had a big first week, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, oh well. We get, we get to the next day. Uh, JoJo walks in, lets them know that next week is going to be hometowns, and she tells them that hometowns is where she really realized that she was in love with Jordan on her season. I think she knew it was Jordan very early on, but this is when she fell in love with Jordan was on Hometowns. So he was her first impression, Rose, right? I think so. Yeah. So and then so she lets them know how important that week will be and then drops off a day card for Ben. Yay, Ben Yes. I, I adore Ben. Ben's I great. Really I really do. I just do. I knew there was something special about him early on. You I did. didn't know you why called I it. thought 
didn't know why I thought that, but I knew it. But they take scooters and they go on a scavenger hunt. They go to the tennis courts and uncover a clue there. And that takes him to the fountain where in an attempt to keep his pants dry, he takes off his pants to get in the fountain. (laughs) And then they break pinatas. Yes. I thought their date was so cute. Yes. That definitely was was a lot of fun. And And I was glad that she got to see a bit more of his personality. Yeah. Because he been... seems shy, he seems, but he's cool. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to make of Ben, but I like him. He's definitely got a lot that's, I mean, he's got some demons for sure. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get to that. So then they go and they uh, hang out on a bench and drink. And uh, he shares that he's been weird about opening up, but it's time to open up. Yeah, I was like my. I feel like I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, "Oh my goodness, okay, Ben. Like, this is your time to shine. Who are you?" Yes, you know, you can tell that he, you can tell he wants to open up, and you can tell that Tasha, obviously, she's obviously into him. Yes, um, for sure. And she's given him a second chance after he botched that that time with her. Um, and so I, I, I feel like Ben is the one that she's like most fond of. Hmm. Um, yeah. She just kind of lights up when he's around, which yes, I adore. Sure. And I think that that is what, I mean, that's what we're all looking for. But Tasha, it's just nice to see her light up every time, every time he's there. No, it's for sure. It's different with him, I think, than anybody else. Absolutely. Uh, so they go to the dinner portion and he kind of, she, she pushes him like, hey, now's the time to, to share some stuff if you're going to share some stuff. Mm-hmm. And he shares that his family's always had an expectation of being, of being perfect, of being together so he doesn't know really how to ask for help yeah and that really becomes a problem when after he he breaks his back in the army and at that point you're medically discharged you you can't continue to fight in a war with Mm -hmm. a broken back so he's discharged and then he goes home and he doesn't have anything he doesn't know where his life is going he doesn't know what to do with his life anymore and he doesn't know how to ask for help and he he says he he shares he's had two failed suicide attempts, one in eighteen and one in nineteen. Yeah. And his sister is the only thing that got him through it, and this is this is how she's finding out. I can't believe that his sister does not know. His sister doesn't know. I'm wondering who does know. Besides I, his therapist, like, did he just walk through that alone? Because he mentions that he's done a lot of work in therapy to get to the, where he is today, um, and that I mean. Just first and foremost, like the amount of courage that it takes to not only admit that to a one to one person, but then to say that knowing it's going to be on TV. Yeah. Um, and then to just say that in general and acknowledge how far you've come. And like what struck me, though, is the fact that it wasn't like when he mentioned 2018, um, he said that it was a rough year for him. Yeah. But then when he talks about the failed suicide attempts in 2018 and 2019, like, that is not far off. No, it's, just, a, it's that just, is a just last year. year, year and a half um, tops. Yeah. And so that, you know, that's a lot. Um, you know, he could have just said, okay, gosh, you know, I don't want to talk about this. You know, like he said, he didn't want to burden her or he could have just been like, that's too, it was too recent 
you know, I might scare her off or something like that. But I just love the way that Tasha handled it, though, too, and how she told him, you know, like, I'm still here. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and, like, what a relief that must have felt like for him. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge and sign he, of and trust he showed for it. him to have told her that. He showed it, like, in his face and in his in his, mm-hmm. his actions. Yeah. How relieved and he I was knew it was something genuinely that. hard when he when he couldn't find his words. Yeah. When he was trying to tell her, I was like, oh, okay, what is it? Like, what what's he going to say? And we kind of had an idea because of, um, well, I don't know. I, I kind of had an idea of what it might be because of the disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Did I didn't even see that? that. Okay. Yeah. There was a disclaimer and also a number for, like, the suicide hotline. Um. And so I knew that they were going to be discussing that hard topic. I just didn't know who it would be with. Um, but, you know, it made sense once Ben got the date card and he had talked about some things that he'd gone through last week. But I, what I'm loving about Tasha's season, though, is the fact that these guys really do have depth. And they really yes. do have experiences that I feel like we have not really gotten on either, like, you know, recent seasons or, you know... Um, I don't know if ever. I mean, I haven't been no. watching it the entire time, but I don't remember experiences like this besides like the death of a spouse. Yeah. You know. Um, so I really feel like this batch of guys, maybe it's because they're older. I think it's because they're too. older. Yeah. But I am I'm loving hearing their stories. Like these are genuine stories. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and I saw some like comments online. I was reading the comment section, of course, uh, where they say never to go. But uh, I saw some people were like, oh, enough with the sob stories already. This season's too sad or it's too it's too serious. You know, sob- like, this season is real. But like sob stories, it's every season, just person after person after person mm-hmm. with sob stories. This one just happens to be like actual sad things that happen to people. Yeah. Like, this season feels very real, and Tasha's not afraid to go there with them. No, no, he's she's not. She's not afraid no, she's to not. talk about it, and I like, I, I, just love her even more for that. I think yeah. that that's so wonderful to be able to extend that to someone, you know, and say, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Whether Absolutely. it be in friendship or relationship, that's just a lot to give to someone. So I do yeah, it was, it was a really good date, and then he was really, it, I was really proud of him for opening up. He, uh... Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, receive the date rose. Yay! And they go to enjoy a a quiet private concert. Uh, from another person who we're supposed to act like we know. I don't know who he was. He was just a guy. I don't even remember the name. Adam something. Whatever. It doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, so then the guys get a date card for Zach, Brendan, Ivan, Noah, and Riley, leaving the other one on one date this week. For Blake. Yes. Who is I, somehow still here. I forgot about Blake's one-on-one. <laughs> because we didn't get to it. I know, but I forgot that it's happening. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, as soon as he got it, is it terrible that as soon as he got it, I was like, he's going home. <laughs> stop it. You're the worst. Like, immediately they said, oh, good for you, Blake. And I was like, he's going home. <laughs> Better pack that real suitcase, Blake. <laughs> pack the real suitcase. <laughs> he walks the JoJo next to me like, hey, should I get the, should I get the fake suitcase? She goes, no. No. Get the real one. We really don't know. Pack so maybe face. you should just you should just pack yeah. your stuff. 
I, yeah, I think that I, I would be surprised if he doesn't go home. So, uh, why don't we stop here at this point and do some news and notes? News and notes, news and notes. Unfortunately, I'm not sure the news and notes this week, uh, deserves the happy news and notes sound. I was like, it does not match my tone. <laughs> so, news it's and notes. It's all down here, down, downhill from here. News and notes, news and notes. That's sad uh-huh. news and notes. Um, so I heard this for the first time about two months ago, but it wasn't confirmed by anybody that I like knew as a source. Mm-hmm. So I, I held back on it. But it's been become pretty public the last few days or so that Easy has was accused on Twitter of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. And that person has uh, that person on advice from from counsel deleted those tweets, but shared that she can't continue to sit in silence while this person is allowed to be the comic of a TV show. Wait, so she? Because I read, I only saw the headlines of this. The so accusation started really on Twitter. Read, like, so she deleted. She deleted his comments. No, his her tweets. She her did tweets. like she did like a rambling like tweet thread. Oh, okay. And then on, a, on an advice gotcha. from her lawyers, she deleted that. Okay. And uh, says and what I read, ABC did an investigation, and the uh, results were inconclusive. It's basically a, he said he did, and she said he did. And in that situation, what, were, what was the context of the like? What's the accusation? Let me see if I can pull it back up. Because I've only seen headlines, um, and probably like some of you out there, you might have seen them, but um, didn't know if it was a credible source. Because um, at the time, I could not find a credible source with it. Um, but it looks like there's a bit more out there now. Um, as far as um, sources and and articles, but I yeah I, I wasn't sure about the accusation itself though, which is a shame if it is true because we all did really like Easy. He's a he seems like a good guy. Had a super fun date with Tasha, and we all felt really bad for him when he got suddenly sent home after telling Tasha that he was in love with her. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I'm not really seeing a lot of what actually is the accusation. Mm. It was from when he was a wide receiver. It was when he joined the Houston Texans practice squad. Gotcha. So he heavy reported that the woman claimed in a series of now deleted tweets that she had non-consensual sexual encounter with easy. Not, Oh, non-consensual. Yes. Okay. So this is a rape accusation then. Uh, I've, I've, I saw it as a sexual misconduct, but yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's, gotcha. but no, I'm not seeing anything, uh, anything specific. But Reality Steve apparently talked to the accuser, and he he, he seems to believe that his time in Bachelor franchise is done, and that's mm-hmm. why 
he, he as the season went on, you may have noticed that his time on air became less and less. That is true. That is true. He started but out. I just thought it was because of his connection with Tasha. Like it was there, but it wasn't as big of a deal. The the report seemed to suggest that was a uh, a a move by ABC. An editing decision. An editing decision to kind of distance themselves hmm. from Easy. And I guess that makes sense because Tasha did. Well, no, it didn't feel weird to me, though, her sending him home. It felt no. weird to me that I just thought he felt strongly for her really soon, you know, but it didn't feel like she, her sending him home was a weird move to me. No, I think I, they probably didn't want to influence anything while the show was airing, so they just yeah. let, I think if she had gotten close to picking him, yeah. You know, a producer or Chris might have said something. But since at that point he was not even top five, I think that yeah. they weren't concerned. That he would eventually was gonna his was gonna work himself out of the yeah. show and that's what he did. Man, well that's crazy though. That is crazy. But unfortunately don't go on reality T V if you don't uh want your life investigated that's well, like, for sure also abc like do your due diligence man uh yeah i was just gonna say that too AB- mean... this is this is a consistent problem with abc that they have p- people with issues in their past on their programs and it doesn't seem like they're doing i mean i don't know how many people they weed out yeah so it may just this, be a bad this, weeding out did this did this accusation ever go to, was it illegal? Was it brought forth legally? Now. Now it's being handled legally. So maybe that's how there wasn't anything out there for them to miss. Yeah, I guess. I'm but, not sure. But, man, either way, that's a that's a huge. But the weird part is Easy was part of the there. early batch. Mm-hmm. Easy was one of the people that we met in April. Yeah. Yeah. So we could have gone, he could have just not made it to air and we would have just never had this problem to begin with. But that was just interesting. That's true. It was just interesting that she, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that that happened and it's unfortunate that it didn't come to light before he ever made it on television. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, it would have been, if it was someone like, uh, well, no, I can't even say Spencer. If it was someone like Ed, you know, it might be easy to like edit out, but no, Ed was linked to drama. I don't know if it was someone that was completely Demar. unlinked to drama. Demar. Yeah. Okay. We could have if never it was seen Demar, Demar, that would be easy to completely remove. You know, he wasn't linked to any like specific uh, storylines, if you will. No. You know, so it would be easy to just lift that out of the edit, the final edit. But because Easy was clearly a big part of the group dynamic, yeah, there was almost and almost so much they a, could do. He played a bigger role in Claire's season. Yeah, her time. Uh huh. And then that went for Claire's season, Claire's tenure. I keep so can't believe that this is the same season. <laughs> it feels like it has been a really long season. It has. Oh it's my been gosh, normal, it feels so long. It's it's a normal season. It just feels excessive. Mm-hmm. 
But unfortunately, that's our news and notes for the week. Uh, so let's get back into it. All right. The guys are doing a lie detector test on this week's on this week's group date. So they walk into the room and t- and Jojo and Tasia have a clearly very realistic lie detector test set up. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure exactly how they got this working, but it seemed like it's wasn't what I, one that I've seen before. Yeah, I do not know. Like, I I did like the, I like the light bulbs. Light bulbs were fun. <laughs> light bulbs were a fun touch. But unless you're gonna but have as some. As Riley pointed out, though, they are not always accurate. So I was wondering how accurate this thing actually was. Yeah, I think it was sensing an overall nervousness from Brendan when it came down yes. to his. I don't think it was lying. I think he was just super nervous. And uh-huh. he seems like a nervous guy in general, like an yeah. anxious fella. So I think it was just picking up on an extreme amount of nervousness from the experience and not yeah. inconclusive results. Because he said he thinks he's ready for her to meet his family. Wasn't that the answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, did they ask him if he was falling in love with her? No. I couldn't remember who they asked about that, but. Um, no, that yeah, was just Zach. I did At least think it's the only one this, I showed. Yeah, I did think that this lie detector date is interesting. At first, I was like, this is unfair. Like, what if somebody is telling the truth, but they fail? Um, but then the more I went on throughout the episode, I decided I do like the lie detector date. I like the way that Tasha handled the lie detector results. Yes. Because she, again, approaches the situation head on, asks questions, allows them to tell her tell their story. Um, and it does generate a good, a good follow up, so she can get to know them even more. Absolutely. So we start the uh, lie detector date with Ivan. Uh, oh, baby face, Ivan. Ivan does a good job. He answers all the questions. Mm-hmm. Everything was normal, and then it was just he, yeah, basically was like, "Do you like me? And do you want to be with me?" And he says yes to both. Yeah. So yay, go go, Ivan. I mean, oh, I, I've, I've never, me. I've never met Tasha a day in my life, and you could ask me those exact questions on a lie detector test, and I would say yes, and I would still pass. So, like, I've never right. even met the woman. <laughs> uh, she talks to, and then next up is Brendan, who's, I mean, like I said before, clearly nervous. He's, she asked, "Are you ready to propose at the end of this?" He says he hopes so. Which was a good. A good save. Yes. And it wasn't a no, but it wasn't a yes. And that one was, that was a, a normal person answer. Yes. That was a green light. Uh, are you ready to meet her family? He got an inconclusive when he said yes. And then the same thing. Are you ready f- for her to meet your family? He says yes. It's inconclusive. And then he whispers, I'm really ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was very funny because he was... I mean, that's that just goes to show that he was ready for that step, but mm-hmm. I think he was just anxious being in the lie detector yeah. set. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have anything to lie about, but I'd be like, what are you going to ask me? Like, I would be <laughs> nervous about, like, I don't know what this girl's going to ask. Right, right. So, but I, I don't know. The, as the lie detector test went on, though, I started to get more nervous for the guys. Yeah. And the tone of it. Uh, and then uh, Zach, they asked Zach if he's 
falling in love with Tasha. He says it may have already happened, and then I the green light went dug off. That answer. I'm just like that was a good answer. Uh huh. It, it clearly and happened it was like, after. Bing, true. <laughs> it clearly happened after their one on one. Oh yeah, I believe he. I do believe that yes. he's falling. He's falling in love with her, if not already in love with her. Yeah. And then they ask if he's cheated in the past, and he says yes. And Tasha is pissed because oh, he right. because her that's that was the reason her marriage broke up was because mm-hmm. her husband she cheated. took that very seriously so that was that was, i think tasha could have been like that's it you ever watched 30 rock yes you know that um that's a deal breaker ladies <laughs> yes that's what i, I heard in my he, head <laughs> he was hoping that he got the opportunity to explain his terrible joke because if he had not if he had not and but we find out though it is true it was a true story yes but the question it just wasn't all that it appeared to be now this is an interesting something that i heard on another podcast that i had not considered mm-hmm. he did not say in that story that was the only time he's ever cheated so my, their suggestion was that I, yeah, he, I think he did but I'm just saying, like he didn't, like he wasn't again under the lie detector. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah. so their true. thought was, he says he has cheated. He didn't say uh, to the lie detector that was the only time I've ever cheated. It's true. So he could be getting away with something sketch. I don't think he is. I don't think so either. I think that that's people reaching. They yeah. want to be able to say like, oh gosh, well he probably did cheat or something like that. Yeah, but uh, so then Riley comes up. And he gets the question of, what is your name wrong? Uh, well, wait, back up, though. Riley said, though, when they, was, did they ask him if he had ever taken a lie detector test or something? Because he was immediately like, I don't let my clients do the, do it because he, he, they, they were like, you probably had a lot, have a lot of experience with these as a lawyer. He goes, I yeah. tell my clients, don't do them. They're unreliable. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, so like there already, was... it was it was a strange foot to get off on for Riley. That set the tone for something weird. And I think that also Riley's just an intense guy. Yes. And I feel like yes. he would have given that answer whether he was prepared to be wrong or not. Yeah. Like he's yeah. probably like, no, I don't, I don't do this crud. I don't suggest this crud. I don't do yeah. it. I do agree. I think Riley is an intense guy, but it set the tone for a weird one, though. It was like, oh, okay. He's in his legal career. He's like taking this very seriously. He's taking this test on, you know, uh, a reality show test very seriously. Yes. And then when they, yeah. So JoJo's like, let's let's ask you some simple questions and see where your baseline Which I knew is. was going to be a problem because they never mentioned the baseline questions with the other. With anyone four. else? Yeah, with the others. Right. And so I was curious about that because it felt like they only asked Riley, but I, I'm sure they asked the baseline. No, they they, they like, would have to, yeah, because mm-hmm. you just can't go into "Do you love me?" and expect to be able to for the machine to properly right read them. So I did think that was a very interesting edit, but like, or it was, yeah, it was just to highlight what was going to be something of an issue. Because so he's, they ask him. They the ask, what is, "What is your name?" and he said. Devin Riley Christian and he gets that wrong and like that was really the only question that they addressed with him mm-hmm. and then Tasha's like 
Well, I think that was like the most was basic the question. Only one, was, that was the only one that he got wrong. Yeah, that was the only one he got wrong. I think the other one was like, okay. do you? Maybe like, I'm thinking do you about want... Brendan. Because did Brendan miss two? Brendan got two inconclusives. Okay. Yeah. Riley that was the was only one who got a question flat out wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was thinking of the inconclusives is wrong. Um, they made the same sound because I think they wanted to make it seem dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so funny though when Tasha was like, is, does he doesn't even know his name? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh oh. Tasha takes this very seriously yes. though. And clearly Tasha was like, okay, I have a shortened timeline. I have to mm-hmm. push these dates in terms of their emotional significance far quickly. And yeah. she's done a good job of doing that, but not too intensely. Right, right. Yeah, she, so did, she, didn't make it, she didn't make anybody uh, share their deepest, darkest secrets on the first date in the desert, like some people oh, did. Gosh, unforgivable. Can't believe what happened with Jason. No, that was terrible. I still, I still stand by the fact that I think he would have been in the top. If he'd stayed. Yeah, I think so. I think he would have made it far for sure. Yeah. He definitely would make it farther than Noah would, I think. Oh yeah. If if Jason was still there, there would be no Noah. No. No. Uh we get to the evening portion and uh Tasha sits down with everybody and thanks them for coming back. What did you think of her outfit? Which one was this? This was like the romper with the trail. I liked it. I liked the romper. I did not like the unnecessary train. I liked it. It was different. It was so different. Yeah. And Tasha just pulls it off so well. I like, I, yeah, I really liked it. It was super cute. Now the, the outfit she wore to the day portion. Uh-huh. Love that. The, uh, the tank yeah. top with the gold skirt. Yeah. I think yeah. she, I thought she looked incredible in that, but the romper with the trail. No, leave it. Leave the trail. <laughs> I had, the I romper was cute. Like, Leave really the trail. paid attention to it until someone who we will talk about later mentioned it and was like, "What a dress!" And I was like, "That is cute." No, I was not a fan of this outfit. <laughs> this was my least favorite thing that she's worn so far. Really? Yeah. yeah. But uh, so she talks to Zach first. Clearly, this was the person that she had the most trouble with. Yes. She and, was willing to face this head on. Like she was like, this like, is not first. something that I'm okay with. This is a, something that, you know, was the demise of my relationship. Um, yada, yada, yada. Like she went, she faced it head on and she laid it all out there for him. And uh, he, he asked to explain and she says, of course. And uh, he, admit, he admitted, this scum dog Zach admitted that he cheated on Emmy in the sixth grade. At a bolorama. At a bolorama. How dare the he? Audacity. The audacity to cheat on Emmy in the sixth grade. Ugh, oh my gosh, he French kissed somebody else. And the look on Tasha's face when he said, "I French kissed," I was at a bolorama and I French kissed this other girl, and she was like, "And it was that <laughs> moment that I think that Tasha was like, what year was this?'" <laughs> like she didn't ask the question out loud, but her eyebrows and her reaction straight up were like. What was this, 1995? Like, what? Bolorama. I'm now, I'm going to look this up. When did Rama go out of business? Rama. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, hang on a sec. That was so great, though. I was so glad, no offense to little Emmy at the Rama, but I was so glad that it was that story. 
I was like, oh, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Oh, so it's not real cheating. But I thought... Even though I'm sure Emmy, like, felt like she's probably told many people what her first heartbreak was, and it was probably then. Uh, I would think so. <laughs> okay, so... Bol... Bolero... No, not Bolero. Bolorama. Okay, it's... The joke is gone. We're just going to move on. <laughs> it's just crash and burn. <laughs> yes, but uh, he he cheated on Emmy in the sixth grade, and he regrets it. That He says that that was the only time he ever cheated, and there was nothing else to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then they continue, Then she tells us that she's falling for him, too. Yes, which, I mean, that was not a surprise. N- not even a surprise. Not, not even surprise at all. At all. It was a surprise and the fact that it was the first time that she said it to him. And it was nice. But then she spends time with... uh, I think that she hangs out with Ivan and Brendan. And Ivan conversation, there wasn't anything to talk about from the group date. So they just chatted. Uh, Brendan, she's concerned about how he like acted about... The family questions, and he basically says that he's nervous because his family went through the engagement, wedding, divorce oh, phase yeah. once, yeah. and he's just nervous about bringing another girl in. And she and that's says something that, he, that she can relate to. Yeah, and she said she feels the same way. Like she doesn't want to bring somebody home mm-hmm. that can't be a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I I really appreciate the way that they relate to each other. No, for sure. I think that's probably his best attribute at mm-hmm. this point is that he, she doesn't need to explain, like, some of those guys are going to do something and they're not going to realize that they did something wrong because she's divorced. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. going to be a trigger that they don't see or they don't yeah. understand. But he's They not don't have that do same that. life experience. Yeah, but he's going to understand that and make different choices possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she sits down with Riley and he explains that when he was younger, he had a great relationship with his dad and he, he had shared last week that his dad had told him some things about his mother that had shaped his opinion of his mom. Mm -hmm. And he reiterates that. And when he got older, he spent more time with his mom and he decided that he needed to change what he was doing and he just needed a fresh start in his mind. He didn't really go into much of, like, what made him the kind of man that he wasn't proud of. I'd be interested to hear more of that story. Yeah, I, I, I think it was it was probably the way he handled family situations. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, I, that's, that's just based on the information, the mm-hmm. limited information that we have. But I was kind of like, hmm, tell me more about that, Riley. No, for sure. That was definitely Why an interesting... Why did you want such a clean slate? No, that was definitely an interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he says that he and his mom went to the courthouse, and he said that people get their name changed for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And he changed his name from uh, his dad's name to Devin Riley Christian. Yeah, yeah. So, But I, lo- I loved hearing his story, too. Yeah. I really did. I really like Riley. Mm-hmm. So do I. He seems like a really great guy. I mean, obviously, as we've discussed 
so far. He's not going to win. No. But I think he'll probably he, find his way on the island as well. I think he will. I think he'll find his way in paradise. He'll find a nice girl. No, for sure. Hopefully, like a. I'm trying to think of somebody. From, from past seasons that really jumps out. What about a Katie? Um, maybe. I feel. Like I just he feel might... like he's he he doesn't he's very focused. He's very not no nonsense. And I feel yeah. like that's something that would really Katie would really respond to because of how opposite he was of her of her ex fiance Chris. Oh my gosh, that thing, that relationship, goodness. Yeah, I could see possibly, but then I'm not sure if Kate Katie's a pretty quirky girl. Katie's a pretty quirky girl. Katie's just got some quirks. Boys do like quirky, so in my, Katie's just got in my some personal, quirks. In my personal experience. Yeah, the, la- the last time I heard from Katie, she was with somebody. So oh, really? They did not. She did not disclose it. She was on Caitlin Bristow's podcast. Really? Well, good for Katie. Good so, old Katie Mo. Yes, but she was. Last time I last time I heard from her, she was in London with her boyfriend. So. Oh. So it sounds like she, at least at the mo- at that moment, mm-hmm. was. Uh, was spoken for. Well, Riley will find a nice girl. Yeah. I think. I'm just trying to think, think of somebody like, who jumps out immediately as a prospect, but there's going to be a whole other uh, group of girls available yeah. for young Riley. For sure. For sure. So fingers crossed. Did you see Matt James and Tyler C at the Dolphins game on last no, week? They not. were in a suite together. I think it was, it was, it was Matt's birthday. Mm-hmm. And he they were celebrating his birthday at the game and he proceeded to smash his cake in Tyler's face. That's brilliant. Yes. So <laughs> it seems like they are the the tweet that I saw about it said reunited and it feels so good. I'm assuming it's not Aww. the first time they've hung out since he got back. But I'm maybe oh, it's like reunited man. in a public. Do they still eye. live together? I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow either of them. I need to, but I haven't yet. <laughs> Maybe I'll replace Peter with, with Matt. Oh, you should. Hopefully Matt's season is so much better. It couldn't be worse. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of the end of the date. Taisha lets everyone know that she got a lot of important, heavy stuff out of everybody. And then Ivan, who continues to impress by not doing anything wrong. Right. So she says, hey, I, I, this moment I can't give anybody the rose. Because how is she supposed to choose between, I mean, obviously, the choice, I would have, I would have given it to Riley. Because he opened up the most. Yeah, that's who I thought she was going to give it to you. But I did, I'm not going to lie, I did have that thought of, how do you pick these from these stories? Because somebody even said, if whoever she gives the rose to, that really does show the progression of their relationship. Yes. Like this rose means something. Like Riley, he opened up a lot about his past and she told Zach and she learned that Zach loves her. Mm-hmm. Like how is she supposed to like I understand why she chose not to. She can't pick between that no. one. Because Zach no. yeah, like you said, Zach said, if she gives the rose to someone other than me, then in this very room I have competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love also though when Tasha was taking her test and JoJo asked her if she thinks that the man that 
she's going to marry is in, is in this group of guys. Yes. Not necessarily that group right there, but like the group of guys that are in the house. And she said yes. And she believes that she's met her husband or her husband is, in, yeah, if her husband's in that group, if she's falling in love with someone, and I think there was something else, but they were very there happy. Was, do, you re- do you regret sending anybody home? Oh, right. And she said no, and that was wrong. It was, and then, I don't know if you noticed, but Brendan turned right around, looked no in the face, and said she's talking about Ben. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did say that? <laughs> yeah. Brendan turned, her, Brendan turned around, looked no in the face, and said she's talking about Ben. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh my god! It was hilarious. I didn't see that, but I knew that's who I thought she was talking about. Yeah. That was Bennett. Who, who else? She said when she sent him home, she was like, "Something about this doesn't feel right." So there, there wasn't anybody else that had gone had gone out on in auspicious circumstances. She had right. she had made the deliberate choice with everyone else, and mm-hmm. that one it was just like one of these guys has to go when I trust this guy a little bit less yeah yeah but it's okay but that's hilarious i did not see that <laughs> no that i thought that was i thought that was hilarious <laughs> good for good for brennan just yeah. saying that just saying it yes but uh he she takes the rose and she leaves and she's headed back to her room and she opens the gate to the el presidente suite and the door literally <laughs> hits her because she is so shocked that Bennett's standing in her doorway. I loved this reaction. Like, when she was like, what? And that door is like... <laughs> this door was, like, way too heavy for the door I of the know. El Presidente suite. I know. Jeez. Like, it's not a drawbridge. Yeah. Relax. I was not... Okay, so I was shocked at how this went. I did not anticipate Brennan... Or not Brennan. Um, Bennett coming back. And I was. I, I was. Didn't uh, think that we'd ever see him again. I was surprised, and not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed. I was not disappointed. I was kind of weirded out, though. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "What are you gonna say? And I spent, what are you gonna?" I spent the rest of the episode trying to decipher what she was thinking. Did you think that it was? Did you think that she was like, "What the heck, go away"? Or I did. I I can't tell. I couldn't tell if she was like she's gonna keep. I think what her it was flowing through her mind is that he's he he is he's very handsome, he's very suave, mm-hmm. but he is also still condescending, still a potster. Yeah, like there. That's he, true. I mean, there are a lot of unfortunately conflicting qualities in Bennett. And I think that she that's why she has to think because he, he's he is very sweet and he clearly cares about her a lot. Uh-huh. But the qualities that sent him sent him home haven't disappeared in the last 48 hours. That's true. He's still but he's so still a she, jerk. So he's there and he is like <laughs> like when he's shooting there in the shadow zone he's like hello Tasha. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I felt like a stalker had just shown up, though. Like, I was like, Whoop! I thought like, for, I was, I'm not going to lie, in the moment, just like praying to the Lord Jesus Christ, please tell me it's John Paul Jones and he wants you back. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about JPJ. That what? would make me, that would be, this would have, if he had shown up instead of Bennett, 
this season would have gone from a 9.5 to a 13 because John Paul Jones is great television. Okay, also though, seeing a JPJ and our our girl Tasha, like remember how hard JPJ fell for Tasha mm-hmm. and was just like, I mean, so wrapped up in her, so like this is my perfect woman. I love her. And it was like early on, you know, how he was like reciting poetry yes. and everything. Like, this is who Tasha is. Mm-hmm. This is like the kind of person that she like makes a guy fall for her, you know, with just being herself, clearly. Like, she's not like yeah. making it happen. No. She's just being herself. So it's not a surprise that Bennett stepped away and was like, listen, I need to go back and tell this girl that surprise. And the producer's like, yes, yes, you should. (laughs) Like, when, okay, how shocked were you, though? When, were you more shocked that he showed up? Or were you more shocked that he said, I love you? More shocked that he was there. Because I think once he was there, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, all bets are off for what he's going to say and do. He I, I did not anticipate the I love you. I didn't. There had to and be that's a when I texted you and I was like, WTF. Yeah. <laughs> what? What is happening? I did not see this coming. I really didn't. I, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how uh, I feel he, he comes back and he shares that he still loves her and that he apologizes for a third and fourth time for, que- for appearing to be questioning her inte- integrity and her decisions. Uh, he's like, I look, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. If you want me to stay, I'll stay. If you want me to go, I'll go. And she goes, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll let you know tomorrow. And I think that her confusion is a testament to the fact that she, like she said, she really did feel something for him. Yes. She was agreed. kind of falling for him too. And so she, and I think there's probably more to their, there must be more to their connection than what we've even seen because yes. we've seen them have time together but for Tasha, who I do trust for decision-making, to say, you know, I didn't feel right about sending this guy home. He is a good guy, um, but he's just wrapped up in this drama. You know, there, and to me, and I think to other viewers, like, they're probably like, okay, we've seen her and Ben together. We know that there could be something, but we didn't necessarily feel it like we feel it with Ben or Zach. But clearly, Tasha spent an amount of time with Bennett to feel like there's something that could have been the possibility of something that could have been built. Yes. And And so the fact that she, she trusts her gut so much. And I think, I think we as viewers and podcasters are kind of learning to trust Tasha's gut too. And like, if it's something real, then like, okay. But the fact that she's like, whoa, okay. I don't know what I want to do right now. I need to think about it. I think I anticipated her to just say, I'm sorry that Bennett, I sent you home. I think she's balancing the fact that she does like him with his bad qualities and also the ruckus that would cause in the house for her to bring back another guy. That is true. Because what does that do? Yeah. Her hometowns. Because she's going to have to, if she brings him back, she's going to have to send a third person home. Because they're not going to go with six people into hometowns. So which means it's another week of three of three let goes. Yeah. Because who 
Let's see. We, Who all is? We, at the moment, we have seven people left. We have Blake. We have Ben. We have... E- I almost said easy. <laughs> we have Ben. We have Blake. We have Riley. We have Ben. We have Zach. We have Brendan. And we have Ivan. We have seven people at the moment. If he... If she brings Bennett back, that makes an eighth person. Okay. And they're not going to send six people to home. They're not going to do hometown with six people. I'm confused about how hometown's early this time. Because I feel like hometowns usually happens with four people. And maybe maybe their plan was to send three people home this week anyway and have four. Because, like, it's not usually six people that you go home with. No. So I think that, (laughs) no, it's usually four because they do four for hometowns, three fantasy suites, Uh two. And then two you're left with. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. I thought I wasn't crazy. No, you're not crazy. Yeah. There's going to be, people are going to go home. There has to be like some sort of another elimination round. But I, yeah, there's, yeah, there's four people in a normal hometown. Mm-hmm. So they either have to, if they bring him back, that's four people they would have to get rid of to get to four. Oof, I don't know. And even if they but don't, it make, it's still it three people. It would make people. good TV to, to meet Bennett's family, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think, I just want him gone, man. I just think I don't like him anymore. And once I'm done, uh, I'm done. Like, uh, I just want him. There's... All of these guys left are good guys, I think. I don't think Noah's a bad guy. I think he's just a little immature. Mm-hmm. So I think all of these guys are good guys, and I just don't really necessarily know if Bennett is. And that just may be the TV edit that I'm getting from that. It just, I just don't think, I think that there are going to be qualities in him that sweet Tasha is not going to be okay with. Yeah, I can see that. So I can see that. I'm not sure, but she's clearly conflicted enough to say to be continued, because she says goodnight to him, and then it's like, what the heck just happened? Right. But then we see in the previews, it looks like it looks like he's back for the rose ceremony. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like he's there for the ceremony. And it would be super weird if he stayed for the rose ceremony and then gets sent home again, though. Yeah, but that's the exact same thing they did last semester. Semester? <laughs> last season with Alea, where they that's brought true. her back. That's true, too, though. And then, they sent, and, then she, and then Peter still sent her home. Oh, man. With I good just want Bennett to redeem Alea. himself. I want, to, I want redemption for Bennett. He doesn't deserve justice, but I want him to get redemption. I think I think his redemption is coming when they send him home again. No, I want redemption. I want him to be redeemed and restored as a good guy. Okay. The cool guy with the shoes uh, and the glasses. Let's talk about the uh, the after credit scenes. Tasha goes ahead and puts a face mask. On Ed. On Ed. <laughs> and then Ed lets us know that he wants he wants her to know that he can be the guy to stay home with 
on a Friday night and watched Dateline. And he goes, I don't know why I said Dateline, but I said Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ed, I'm gonna, I am gonna miss his humor, and I'm gonna miss the fact that he used to narrate everything that recap everything that happens on the episode for us to be like, okay, yeah, all right. I loved how I don't remember what he said the second time, but I love the fact that twice in one after credit scene did he say a statement and then immediately say, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> That's what he was good for. <laughs> he goes, go home and say what? You know, stay home on a Friday night. Do you face Max and watch Dateline? I don't know why I said Dateline, <laughs> but I said Dateline. <laughs> oh, gosh. R.I.P. to Ed's time. But yeah. he'll probably be on the island, too. Yeah. He, I can he, see Ed. He, I can he, see he Ed was goofy. Being a... he, I don't think he'll end up with anyone, but I think he'll. Maybe. He might. No. Now that Easy's probably not going to come back in any sort of capacity, I think that you Ed see that might, man's like... forehead. Okay, don't wait. You got he, okay. I feel bad about Ed's forehead. All right. Legitimately, legitimate statement here. He can't have that hairstyle if he's going to have that big of a forehead. He needs. He to... does look like he's some sort of like nineties. He looks like Johnny Bravo, like... if Johnny Bravo okay. was brunette. Maybe that's why I keep thinking that Ed's from the 90s. Are we naming this episode Ed is a Blonde Johnny Bravo? Maybe. I can't think of anything better. I mean, Jury's still out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great joke. Uh, I don't even care. <laughs> but yeah, bye, Ed. Oh. But yeah, he needs Gone, to, but he not needs forgotten. To, he needs to find a way to make his head seem smaller. It's because, I think it's because his whole body is big. Like, he's just like, I don't know. But like, he I don't just know looks if he like he's always like, flexing. Does he need to do, like, bangs? No. No. I'm telling you, no, he man, needs to make his forehead seem like half its size. Bangs. Go. So, yeah, I think that Ed basically looks like a 90s boyfriend reject. And I think that Kenny could have managed him. Hey. I'm just saying. Why don't we make a Bachelor spinoff where Ed makes a re-attempt at a boy band and he gets Kenny to cover it, like to manage? Okay, do you remember that show, Making the Band? No. Is this how we all know? Um, Not One Direction. Oh my gosh, what was the, oh, what was the band that, O-Town, O-Town. Is that uh, making the band? I don't know what that what? is. It was an ABC show. It was like back in like the early 2000s. Look, I, I will tell you this. Before I started watching the Bachelor franchise on ABC, I used ABC for two things. Sports and Wipeout when it used to be on. Because Wipeout was my <laughs> Wipeout. jam. Wipeout was my <laughs> jam. Love oh that God. show. I love that show. So I didn't really spend a lot of time on ABC if it wasn't for sports or Wipeout. When I was a kid, I watched ABC all of the freaking time with their TGIF Friday nights. And Making the Band was on. Uh, and yeah, it's all about a boy band. So I don't know much about that. Whatever. Anyway, though, I was just going to say, maybe it'd be something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But then, okay. 
But Kenny also looks like a 90s boy band. He looks like the guy who made it in the boy band, though. Okay, well, he's he's Justin Timberlake. That's fine. But Ed looks like the guy that, like, just didn't make the cut. And then you, the boy band gets famous, and then you hear he, about the he guy be, that could have be... been in it or was in it, but then they cut him. Like, the, the okay, guy from well, the Beatles. This, if this is all rejects, and that's, then he's just Joey Fatone. No, Joey Fatone was in it. He wasn't rejected. I know, but this is this is a makeup of rejects. Kenny's just the Justin Timberlake of the rejects. But Kenny's not a reject in my brain. Well, he wasn't okay, real he life. Was, so he's not on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so neither is Ed. So he got, I guess he kind of was. He's a bachelor reject. Yeah. But, I would have um, really enjoyed him. I think I would have really liked him to be on the music date. Or was he on it? He just wasn't good. N- no, I don't think he was on it. Okay. He was gone by then. Yeah, I think you're right, but I think not important. Like it wasn't interesting. Ugh, Kenny uh-huh. though, Kenny was hot. He could have been really good on this on this show. He'll be on the he'll island. be on the island too. Yeah. I like how we say island, but it's clearly not an island. It's just a Mexican beach. Okay, he'll be on the Mexican beach too. Okay. <laughs> uh, any changes in your top four whatsoever? No, I think if anything, they've solidified, and I think that Ben is climbing the charts quickly for me. I think that Ben, Tasha, we didn't, did, I don't know if I said this, but Tasha clearly said, I, I truly love Ben. She said it. The, the, the number one spot in my power rankings has three people in it. Yeah. Ben, Zach, and Brendan are all in the number one slot for different reasons. And Ivan's like in fourth. Yeah, Ivan is Ivan is a good solid fourth all of the time. Ivan has not moved in my book. No. But but Ben I could see maybe being a little bit of Ben and oh I don't know. It could be I'll, Ben I'll and need, Brendan. I'll need to see how hometowns go. Yeah. To really solidify where I think these guys belong. But, so next week, I don't know if you saw this, but next week we do get a double trouble week. We do. We, we do get a have regular a episode. Week, so. We get a double, regular episode and also men tell all. Mm-hmm. So. I'm here for that men tell all. I'm really excited about it. It should, ho- hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully it'll be a good yeah. episode. They've got a brand spanking new room since they're not doing it in the studio with a live audience. It looks like they're doing it. Someone suggested they did it from uh, Matt's location Mm. in Neville Coleman. I was wondering. I was like, what is this carpet? What is this? Yeah. The uh, bachelor party with Juliette Littman suggested that she thinks that they did it in Pennsylvania from Matt's Mm. season. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Well, I don't know. But all I do know is that, like I said, Ben is climbing the charts. He is. I don't know. I think that he has a very good shot. A very good shot. And all I know is that if the four that we mention are the four that are standing after the next weekend, I don't even care who wins. And by that, I mean she can't lose. No. no. If those are the four that are there, then she can't lose. All of those guys will be great. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's Ben. 
I really like look, him. It may just because we share a name, but I'm I'm rooting for Brendan, man. I am the captain of the Brendan Stan account. But Brendan Brendan is really great though. So he, again, like you said, she can't lose if she picks him. I think that he's a wonderful dude to end up with. But I just I don't know. There's something about Ben. Something about Ben. Something about Ben. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. And then I think we're gonna I'm gonna get some lessons from some teenagers. <laughs> like my sister my my sister and her friends and reinvigorate and relaunch the TikTok with not with uh, slightly above average content. Right. In, in the in the spring. Hopefully those teenagers, those te- teenagers teach us good. Well, they, I've seen their TikToks. They're pretty decent. They do like smooth okay. transitions. So so we'll yeah. be good. All right. Anything else? Nope. I think that's it. We're just going to have to see to be continued what is going to happen with good old Brennan. Or not Brennan. Bennett. Yes. Bennett will. Oh, uh, Bennett. Bennett is back for the moment. We'll see how long he stays. He does walk in saying, "I'm back." <laughs> and we'll have to see. We'll have to see how long, how back wait. he is. All right, I'll see you later. All right, bye guys. Bye everybody.